Hello, Hosebo. Ni hao. Welcome to Planet of the Climates. POTK is a Climadao podcast, bringing you the latest information and insight into the world of climate action. Klima is a blockchain protocol backed by carbon credits that gives people a chance to fight climate change as a collective. My name is Phaedrus, and I'll be your host on this adventure. I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Rekuman. This week, we have a special episode. We welcome Scoopy Triples to the Planet of the Climates podcast. Let's jump right in. So today we welcome Scoopy Triples to the Planet of the Climates podcast. He's a co-founder at Alchemix, an innovative lending platform operating in the decentralized finance space. Recently, an Alchemix forum proposal passed, with users voting overwhelmingly to offset their platform's residual historic emissions with the help of Klimadao. We'll no doubt learn all about Alchemix and this innovative partnership going on, but to get us started, let's meet you, Scoopy. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe your background, how you first got involved in blockchain or crypto? Late 2016, you know, I, I finally looked at Bitcoin, went down the rabbit hole, and started going down that and then soon thereafter discovered ICOs and you know participated in all that mania like everyone else did who was around at that time. And then when things started slowing down in 2018, I started doing a lot of research into what was actually real in the space since a lot of the ICO stuff was a bunch of you know fluff and vaporware and to put it nicely. And I started getting really attracted and interested into decentralized applications, dApps, right? And I was really fascinated with MakerDAO before it had launched. I had done a lot of like reading and listened to a lot of podcasts about it. And I thought it was really cool. And so I was really clued in on the DeFi space before it was even called uh, DeFi. And I remember I was probably among the first people, I think I was like CDP number 60 something, I could be wrong on that, of using like the first version of MakerDAO. And oh my God, that was a pain to deal with. You had to like take your ETH, wrap it to WETH, then put your WETH in this pool, which then what turned into pooled ETH was PETH. And then you had to deposit your PETH into the MakerDAO CDP contract. And then you could borrow DAI from there. And then going back to repay your loan was also like, you know, kind of the same process. So it was really annoying, but I did it, you know, and I was, I think just the high bar to entry what meant what like kind of made, made it. So I was one of the first people who did that stuff. And there really wasn't much to do with DAI at the time. You know, I was like, oh, I have it. Oh, what can I do? Oh, I guess I can trade it for more ETH or whatever, right? So DeFi really didn't exist at that time, but I was paying attention uh, to the space. And uh, towards the tail end of 2018, two apps launched that I was really, really excited about. And I started using them immediately and gave me something to do with my DAI. And those were Uniswap V1 and Compound V1. I think I might actually be one of the first yield farmers ever because I was able to borrow DAI at like 1% APR and then deposit it in compound V1 when it first came out for like 8%. And I definitely did that. <laughs> so I would consider myself a DeFi OG in that regard. Now, over the last year and a half, two years, the DeFi space has expanded uh, tremendously. And I probably couldn't even name a third of the DeFi projects out there because it's just gotten so big and cross-chain, multi-chain, everything like that. So a lot of research just to stay present. No doubt. Yeah. 
So tell us a little bit about Alchemix. Obviously, you know, you've got that OG status, that background, you know, DeFi before DeFi existed. When did uh, Alchemix get on the scene for people who don't know its story and the story of the platform there? And what problems does it solve? Yeah, so we launched Alchemix originally back in February of 2021. So almost our two-year anniversary is coming up. And Alchemix is a platform where you can deposit DAI or ETH. And then you can borrow a mirrored synthetic version of those tokens. So you put in DAI, you could borrow AlUSD, a mirrored synthetic stablecoin. And then same with ETH, you could borrow AlETH, which would, you know, these would be mirrored synthetics that would closely track the price of their uh, collateral deposit. And the idea is that you deposit these tokens into Alchemix and we would deploy them into yield strategies, mainly being Yearn. So you could earn the interest of your full principal from your deposit and then borrow money off of it interest-free and then go do things with that. Whether you want to, you know, cash it out. Like if you want to sell some ETH, but you don't want to give up your ETH stack, you could borrow some out ETH and then cash that out. Or you could leverage your position in Alchemix by selling the out ETH or AlUSD back for dire ETH and then putting that back in Alchemix and increasing your principal. And another one is like if you want to finance something, so a self-repaying loan. So if you want to buy a car or something like that, and you have a lot of extra capital, but you'd rather, you know, have efficient use of that capital, you can go to Alchemix, take a loan, and then, you know, and then pay for something with it. So you mentioned about like this self-paying loan, and I do understand that Alchemix, they actually eliminate the risk of liquidation, right? So without getting too technical, maybe you can share a little bit or walk us through like how this feature works, especially for those who are listening here and not really f- very familiar with your protocol. So you can borrow 50% of the value you have deposited in Alchemix. So if you put in like $1,000, you can borrow 500. And if you were to like, you know, use that strategy I mentioned earlier, where you kind of leverage your position and your yield, the most you could get asymptotically would be uh, 2x leverage. So that's relatively safe, especially when it's a mirrored asset. You don't really have a lot of volatility risk in there. The hardest part for Alchemix is to keep the peg for the assets because a lot of people, when they borrow, they will then go and try to do something with it. And usually that involves trading it, the, the AlUSD Al or AlEth into something else. So uh, working on pegging that, we've done that by strategic acquisitions of Curve and CVX tokens so we can get rewards going to our LPs. So that's one way we pay. Another way is that when people repay their debts using collateral or when the interest payments are harvested, those go to a peg stability module and they help back the peg. Now, you know, Alchemix, while we haven't lost any user funds since inception, it's still like you're interacting with smart contracts on the blockchain and there we have composability risks as well. So we hook into Yearn. Uh, now we hook into Aave. We just launched our Vesper Finance Vault. So we hook into them. Now we're going to be rolling out some more strategies that users can hook into. And so for users of the protocol, depending on what strategy you pick, you're also picking a different contract risk and you know market risk kind of profile. So I don't want anybody to get suckered in, in, into having like a false sense of security. I still think due diligence and looking after this yourself and, and smart, responsible custodianship of your own keys are all very important things that people really have to you know take seriously. So a big part of what you're offering or providing does de-risk things, but it's obviously when you're playing with leverage, it's never a zero risk proposition, right? 
Well, you're not going to be a risk of liquidation. Like that's not a risk at all. But it's more like if let's say you put it, uh, your ETH into the the urine ETH strategy, and then, you know, there's a bug in your ETH or like one of the things that the strategies that urine is hooking into gets exploited, right? Then you're going to take on that loss. Definitely. I think end of the day, no matter how safe it can be, so long it's an investment, always do your due diligence in whatever thing you do. So I think that's what Scooby was trying to explain to everyone. Yeah. I also want to add that a lot of people are like, you know, very sketched out about centralized exchanges and the aftermath of, you know, the FTX going down. And you see a lot of people, you know, saying, oh, you should self-custody, you should get off exchanges. But a lot of people are unprepared to do that because they don't have good security practices themselves. I would recommend to anybody who is taking their stuff off the exchange to get a hardware wallet. They cost like maybe $100. Get a hardware wallet and, and secure your stuff on them. Make sure you back up your seed phrase, not on a computer, but on a physical thing, right? So that people can responsibly store their keys. If you have a hardware wallet, like if you get like a malware on your computer or something like that, they're not going to be able to just like hack into your account because it's going to be protected by another layer. I think Scooby brought a very good point about the recent developments about FTX, you know. I just want to maybe dive a little bit deeper on that part. Like when this actually blow up, like how did it affect you in terms of like from a protocol basis and from an individual basis? I just want to hear your reflections on this. Well, I wasn't personally affected. I'm a self-custody cold storage maxi myself. When I got into the space in 2016, 2017, and then really deep dive in 2018 and stuff like that, all the voices that I really respected, especially like somebody like an Andreas Antonopoulos, they all advocated for like taking, you know, your, your security very seriously. And I think that in the noise from the excitement around DeFi and the bull run and NFTs, that that message kind of got lost in all the noise. Like I was talking to people who've been around the space longer than me. And I was just like, man, this is really bad, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, this has happened before and it's going to happen again. You know, there'll be a few years where everybody's really conscious about these things and then people will forget and we're going to play out the cycle because they live through Gox, they live through, you know, other exchange failures and stuff. So apparently it's a story as old as blockchain. <laughs> this is very interesting. Okay, let's just switch gears a little bit. Going back to the partnership with Klima, when do you first hear about Klima? I actually heard about you guys, I think, before you launched. Lucy was the beginning of Olympus Dow, like fork season. And yours caught my eye because like you were actually using the mechanics to do something that aligns with some of my own personal philosophies and political beliefs, I'm trying to do things that are good for the environment. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. So how did this partnership form? Maybe we can share a little bit more about like how did the proposal was received by your community yeah yeah so our business development like sub dow group they were talking to you guys in klima and encouraged you all to to write a proposal um it went into our, our community governance uh we had you guys on our uh, fireside chat in our discord where we could talk a bunch about klima how it works uh, the carbon credit systems and then after that community talk went through then we uh, we took it to a vote on our governance page and it passed and the alchemics core DAO multi-sig is currently deliberating which credits that we are going to buy we have somebody who's super into green energy has his own off-grid system and everything like that super into the green energy space and you know carbon credit space so he's uh, currently shopping for us 
That's exciting. Okay, so let's just dive a little bit deeper. What was the proposal itself? Just to be clear, it's about your historic emissions. Is that right? Yeah, so we're on the Ethereum blockchain. And basically until just a few months ago, Ethereum ran on proof of work, which is a very energy intensive algorithm for you know securing the Ethereum chain. And uh, it was, you know, one of the criticisms of blockchain over the past year or so is that it's very wasteful from an energy standpoint. And what KlimaDAO is doing and helping us do is to offset the carbon emissions that were estimated from people interacting with our contracts. Got you. So that's going back to day one from the protocol then? Yes. So by purchasing the amount of tokens that we had talked about in our proposal and our different talks, based on the estimations that you guys gave us, it should mean that Alchemix is carbon neutral going forward. Awesome. Okay. So you did mention... Yeah, this was something, you know, that Klima in terms of the mission that we're on really resonated with you. But yeah, I'm curious then, like, why is that taking action on climate change important for you or important for the protocol? It sounds like it's something that uh, really resonated. Well, I think like when you have a, a chance, a clear opportunity to back up what you believe, you should do it. There's a lot of like slacktivism going on where, you know, people will talk about, oh, we need to protect the environment, blah, 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 blah. And then they don't really do anything to back it up. They forego getting solar panels on their houses. They buy a big SUV, you know, kind of things like that, like just kind of hypocritical things. And, you know, I, I'm guilty of that too. So I'm not going to really try to toot my own horn here. But when the opportunity presented itself to say, hey, we can, you know, offset the emissions that Alchemix has caused indirectly by being on the Ethereum main chain, then it just sort of made sense to do it. We have the ability to do it. Why not? Yeah, excellent. And when that solution's right there on chain for you and that transparency and your ability to kind of, you know, you describe your team looking through at the credits right now and getting a chance to look at those projects and pick and choose what you're going to offset. Yeah, excited to do that. It's a good thing. So, you know, maybe um, if people who were like environmentally conscious, who were kind of turned off from blockchain, see these kinds of efforts of those in the space and, you know, DeFi protocols and blockchains who are buying these credits, maybe it can help, you know, paint us in a little bit better of light. Yeah, definitely. No doubt that narrative can change, must change. And yeah, we're definitely in that post-merge world now too. But again, obviously, as you're saying, like in the post-merge state, when you're building on Ethereum, your, your emissions have just cut to a minuscule level of what they were. I've heard of like 99.9% .9 of the emissions have been cut. So it's just basically what around 10,000 consumer grade PCs running validators. So that's not like nothing as far as emissions go, but it's a relatively trivial amount in comparison to other Web2 platforms or other things that are in the economy. Bitcoin is still, you know, a big, huge you know, source of emissions, but I like that Bitcoin moves slow on some things and doesn't try to break things. It's nice to have something that's very steady and very predictable. I'm sure one day in the future, they will entertain the idea of switching over to proof of stake. Yeah, that would be interesting. You kind of alluded there to that fact that, you know, there's other activities and other actions that perhaps have outsized carbon footprints that just don't get the attention as well, too. I mean, we had spoken to Evine Sheikh Osman from the World Economic Forum, and she had a great piece out there putting the emissions of uh, blockchain into perspective with like even just household washers and dryers and in the United States that, you know, that dwarfs the emissions from blockchain. And yet we understand the utility of those washers and dryers, but that utility is not necessarily fully understood by people for blockchain. Well, new technologies always have a lot of skeptics. 
remember David Letterman was making fun of the internet. It's like, why would this exist? We have the radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's always going to be laggards who don't get it. Eventually they'll come around though. Maybe you can share a little bit more like what's next for Alchemix? Like, can you share with us, our listeners, what's coming up and uh, you know what can they learn more about? Yeah, I can shed some light on our uh, short-term to kind of like medium, near-term roadmap. Right now, we are working on building out a number of strategies, both for ETH and LUSD. So um, there should be a few new things coming on the menu for Alchemix users. And then from there, we're also in parallel working on our full on-chain DAO for Alchemix, which will replace the snapshot system of governance we have right now. So very much looking forward to that. You know, as that gets closer, we'll be publishing more information about it, documents, blog posts, and all the like. So, you know, I won't get too much into it right now. And then, you know, beyond that, we have some secret code, secret projects that are being worked on that we think are going to be really awesome as well. Cool. Sounds really exciting. (laughs) Too early to to start drumming up hype, you know, though, because... We're not really sure how things are going to turn out or timetables just yet. So, yeah, fair enough. And I think don't need to be, you know, getting all into the alpha stuff, but even just with what you have coming up on the the roadmap around the corner here, you've got some additional vaults becoming available, I guess, for different options for people to check out on Alchemics and decision making for the DAO too. That's going to be, a, I'm sure, a significant development that uh, the community has been looking forward to perhaps. So for Scoopy, right, for those who are interested to find out more about Alchemics, where can they go and find out more information about you guys? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter. We're AlchemixFi, you know, at AlchemixFi on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at ScoopyTruples, and that's S-C-U-P-Y, Truples. And you can always join our Discord, which you can find at our Twitter link, or you can just visit alchemix.fi. All right. Thank you very much, Scoopy, for being here with us today. Okay. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Yeah, Reiku, I, I don't know what your thoughts were there, but I think that was definitely a, you know, a timely conversation there with Scoopy and Alchemix and the, the solution that they're providing is really kind of you know, de-risking something that we would normally approach as a risky proposition perhaps to leverage or get a loan on your crypto. And what they're providing is really that safety net to a certain extent there. I don't know what your thoughts were around the, that conversation. I think this is the time where, again, we are kind of in a very long it's going to be a very extended bear market and just like what we were talking about you know bear market is where protocols like us like alchemics build and similarly i think for investors investors itself or people who are interested in the space itself this is the best time for you to research test around and you know play around as well so always, you know, if you're testing out things, always test out with uh, amounts that you can afford to lose and, you know, take this opportunity to learn as much as you can. So, you know, when the time is right, you know what to do. Yes, yes. Well said. All right. Well, thank you for listening, folks. And thank you to Scoopy Tribbles for being our guest on this episode of Planet of the Climates. We would just love it if you gave us a thumbs up, a like, or leave a comment as well too on your favorite podcasting platform, wherever you happen to be listening to us. It would just be great to know that you're out there and that you're appreciating these conversations and these episodes that we're bringing to you through the Planet of the Climates podcast. Otherwise, for everything Klima, make sure that you go hit up klimadao.finance where you can stake bond and I think most importantly, find a link to our Klima Discord community 
Because we're a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization, we're community driven, just like this podcast. So if you join us, you're going to find a great group of climates and plenty of opportunities to contribute and be an active climate too. We hope you enjoyed this conversation with Scoopy from Alchemix. Thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to saying hello once again on the very next Planet of the Climates.